Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Today is a fascinating show. We've covered a lot of ground. We still have a lot of ground yet to cover on the program today. We talked at length this morning about the coronavirus, specifically uh, the plight of two Utahns, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Herring, John Herring and Melanie Herring. John is out in Japan right now in quarantine, awaiting at this very moment the results of his second test. Last night, he got some uh, wonderfully positive news, uh, learning that his test came back negative. Uh, There are three tests that are taken. Uh, They check the the saliva. Uh, They get up there in the nose and they check the back of the throat. All three of those came back negative. Now for him to return to the United States, he needs to uh, pass two negative tests. So he has passed the first one. He has submitted samples for the second. And right now we're awaiting those results. Uh, My fingers are crossed for the Herring family as I am sure theirs are as well. Now, this segment. We're going to talk about something interesting. It might mean some more sleep for you. Uh, and it has to do with daylight saving time. I uh, My birthday's today. I'm 35 years old. I've been covering er, and following news for uh, a little while. And as far back as I can remember, I have seen this issue debated not only here in Utah, uh, but uh, around the country. Are we in the right place uh, with regard to daylight saving time? And every year here in the state of Utah, there is an effort by this legislature or that to bring about a piece of legislation that would change the system a little bit. Well, it looks like this year more progress has made has been made than in any year prior. Two Utah representatives have teamed up and they have put forth a piece of legislation that would move us to permanent daylight saving time. Uh, It was voted on uh, in the House just today, passed with only one dissenting vote. Seventy of Utah's House members voted for it. Uh, Only one uh, vote voted against. Now, there are some uh, criteria. There are some parameters uh, that need to be met before we here in the state of Utah would find ourselves on permanent daylight saving time. Number one, the governor uh, needs to sign this measure. And number two, uh, some work needs to be done at the federal level level. And on that topic, we have invited onto the program here Representative Rob Bishop. Uh, Full disclosure, former boss of mine, before coming here to host this program on KSL, I was working back in Washington, D.C. as a staffer for the congressman who joins us now. Sir, how are you? Thank you. Full disclosure, I was going to wish you a happy birthday before you so shamelessly announced it <laughs> to the public. And no, you don't get a gift. No. Well, you know what? Uh, they they passed around a card here for me. Uh, everyone signed ahead. Some wonderful well wishes in my direction. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Take one of those well wishes, cross the name out, and put mine underneath it. And I think you understand what I'm talking about. None of your listeners do. That, w- that was my joke. I, we, we used to pass cards around in the bishop office uh, whenever it was someone's birthday, and I very lazily, uh, and I'm not, I'm not really good at like expressing emotion and all that, and so when these very kind and thoughtful notes would be written from one coworker to another, a name would be signed, I would come in there afterwards and just cross out the name and write my own. Uh, I thought it was clever. I am sure everyone else finds it very annoying. On to the topic at hand. <laughs> you uh, you have a piece of legislation that uh, you've been working on for some time now, which would allow for this bill here in the state of Utah to take effect. Uh, uh, your bill would allow uh, states to have more options in terms of where they fall on the, you know, in this debate uh, surrounding daylight saving time. Uh, could you please share with us some of the details of your bill and where things stand now? Well, no, you're, you're giving, I mean, so far everyone has the option of either staying on regular time or switching back from regular to daylight. This would give them another option of being able to stay on daylight all the way through. Now, what Utah is, is wisely saying is they realize that could be some chaos. I, I think that's an overblown problem, but there could be some. So what, what Utah's legislation is, there would have to be a group of states in an area that would make that same kind of option. Um, and it, it's basically allowing states to do what is rational and what they wish to do. And this is one of those times. I mean, when you were back here, we always talked about federalism. Right. This is one of those times where federalism needs to rear its head and actually work. It is difficult, to be honest, of getting staff back here to think that this is not going to be a, an unusual radical approach of actually letting states have control of their own destinies. This is where I need the states to start pushing back with their delegations so they get to tell the staff of the committee, there's one committee here at ENC, Energy and Commerce, uh, to tell that this is important to those states and they want to. As I understand, I think there's 26 different states that have legislation similar to this. They want the same kind of opportunity. And they need to start pushing back on Congress to say, you know, it's time to wake up, no pun intended, and actually recognize that the states need to have some other options here and that there is a logical option to deal with. And you're, you're right. Right now, the federal government prohibits states from doing anything but the two options that we proscribed for them. Which and is to remain on. We limit that. Right. Which is to remain on standard time or do what many states do, Utah included, uh, you know, spring forward and fall back. Yeah. And, and once again, states like Arizona stays on standard all the time. If that produces a problem regionally, well, they've been doing that for the last couple of decades, and there hasn't really been a problem you can deal with. So I, I don't think this idea of, of creating a standard that's going to be really chaotic is, is I think that's just a, a, a red herring. Can I, can I point something out? I, when I was young and we got you know the time of day from the VCR or the microwave, I would be thrown off uh, each spring and fall when I'd have to make that change. But now that I'm relying on an iPhone and uh, computers and such that draw their uh, you know time from, I don't know, Greenwich Mean Time, whatever, uh, I I am not burdened. And sometimes there are uh, spring forward and fallback days where I didn't really notice that it happened. Yeah, well, your body does. And I think people in their lives do at the same time. Now, I solve the problem easier. I don't change my clocks. I just either <laughs> in my mind subtract an hour or realize it's on. it's, it's realistic. Yeah. 
So you, your piece of legislation that would allow Utah to do what this bill says that's on its way uh, to the governor's office, it needs to emerge or it needs to find some time in the ENC committee. Uh, it needs to be uh, debated, marked up there, and sent on to the full House. Are, are there impediments right now you're facing? Uh, lack of time. And we have a whole lot of, of message bills that we seem to be throwing out of every committee so far. The biggest problem I have is I've talked to both the chairman and the ranking member on this committee, and their question was they didn't even realize they dealt with time issues in their committee. <laughs> their staffers have some problems with it because they think it will be chaotic. And let's face it, it also diminishes the power that the federal government has right now so they can dictate to states. Not a bad reason to push back. If I can get more states now to pass this kind of stuff and push back with their delegation saying this is our responsibility give us a chance to choose for ourselves i think then eventually the pressure will be put on here so they'll actually hear the bill once they hear the bill to me it's a no-brainer i mean it's just it's it's the obvious thing to do to let states especially if there's a region of states that want to do something let them do it 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 doesn't impact interstate commerce or or rationality or or, you know, the sun still comes up in the east and sets in the west, except for Nevada. They do that differently. But Congressman Rob Bishop, sir, I'm grateful to you for your time, grateful to you for the work you're doing back there in Washington. And you love Washington. You're a big Washington fan, right? <laughs> uh, right after the Cubs and the Yankees, yep. Yeah. Uh, Congressman Rob Bishop represents Utah's first district, has a piece of legislation addressing this very issue of daylight saving time, making its way uh, through Congress uh, right now, next up, we're going to be talking to Will Levitt. He's the project facilitator. That's an important title with Safe UT. That's the app you've been hearing about. Uh, well, there is an extension of that app now made available to members of the Utah Army National Guard. They are using it, and the National Guard is seeing results. We're going to share all those details with you next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.